0: It takes years to build a business that sustains a family and is worth passing on. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work closely with clients to provide the financing, cash management, and deposit products necessary to grow a business. So your life's work will continue to prosper once it's in someone else's hands. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your business. Visit sandyspringbank.com business. Credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank.
1: This very special episode of Bush's Breakaway is brought to you by TheAthletic.com. You can go ahead and get 40% off on us right now at TheAthletic.com slash BlueShirts. If you want to support us and The Athletic, you can go to TheAthletic.com slash BlueShirts. And then also some native ads before we get started. Got to thank Nick from Empirical Designs for helping with all our merch and all of our uh, design work over the years. Also, our new sweaters are coming this week. Hopefully, I'll be shipping them out to you people. Ugly Christmas sweaters are my favorite. Hopefully, you'll enjoy them. And also, I got to give... One more shout out to Matt Grado, who, I almost messed that up, the name pronunciation. I know what you're thinking, Ryan. You? Mess up a name? Never. Uh, Who sent us awesome headphones. Uh, If you haven't checked out Grado headphones before and you're an audiophile like me, please check it out. Or if you want to message me and talk about them, I'll do that. Give me my full review. All right. Three-year anniversary today. Cheesy crazy. Uh, We talk about Mark Stahl a lot and we recorded before he scored a goal. So that's a little embarrassing. So there's that. I uh, hope you enjoy the episode. Many more years to come. Hey, Bushard Breakout fans, welcome to another week of the Bushard Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead, and I am here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan. Greg, say hello.
2: So Ryan, I was talking with my friend Mike the other day. Mike, that's Mike Richter. He's a goalie for the New York Yeah, you Rangers.
1: called up Mike, okay. And then uh, you were talking also Mark Messier? Oh,
2: yes. uh, yeah. I, I don't call him that, so that's how I get confused. Yeah, we well,
1: just yeah. call Mark on the phone. Uh, that, I, I, that's, well, us, I M&M, that's us doing an impression of our future selves in 6 <laughs> years when we uh, have hit our 9-year anniversary. So a little 6'9 joke there on accident. Anyway, welcome to the Blueshirts Breakaway, we're a Rangers podcast, and it's been three years since we started this stupid shit. Uh, <laughs> I can't even be nice about it. Since we started doing this mediocre show.
2: Honestly, honestly, did you think we were making it three years? Because I can tell you right now, I didn't think we were making it three weeks. So I wanna save this I, I, I wanna save you. this for
1: after we go to the interview.
2: Let's do Ranger. Okay. Uh, let's, let's, let Yeah, we'll we'll well, we're going to let that simmer for, for a little bit here for guys. Let's, we're that uh, we
1: have James Duffy on the show today of PT Isles. He comes on or we promote our little uh, January 12th meetup. Uh, we got a lot to talk about with the Rangers. Uh, they were really good and then they weren't. And uh, we'll break down all those games real quick and kind of what happened, some of our takes, and then we'll go to Jim Duffy. We'll come back Jim. Jim Duffy. James Duffy. I guess it is Jim. You can, go by,
2: you can go by Jim. We're going to call him Jim from now on. Jimmy
1: Duffs. Uh, we'll go to Jim Duffy and then we'll, uh, we'll come back and talk about the, uh, the three years. Oh my god. All right. Rangers. Yeah. So let's start. Like shit. Yeah, let's 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 save the weekend. Let's go in order. I think it's the way to well, go. You,
2: you to, so you want to treat this good news, bad news? Do you want to do the things before the weekend?
1: I want to do good news. Good news, bad news. Yeah, good news, bad news. Um, okay. Went into the Islanders game not expecting a lot. Went to thinking there was some chance we could beat the Islanders, because the last time we played the Islanders, we went up to nothing immediately, right? Like I, I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at the ice, I'm sitting there with the game. And it's like, okay, I don't want to get excited. Yeah, we scored twice in like under three minutes. But this is exactly what happened last time. I talked shit. I felt good. And then the Islanders came back and ripped my heart out. And they ended up winning that game handedly. Yep. The Raiders went on to have one of the most boring wins, uh boring slash exciting wins of maybe the last two years where they absolutely demolished the Islanders, who I hate so much. And yet, it felt like the crowd and the garden itself was like, just like wow, I can't believe this is happening, and no one was really excited, and everyone was just just getting ready to go out to the bars. Like you could tell, like people were leaving a little bit early towards the end to just run to the bars. Me being maybe one of them, and it was just a garden that wasn't wasn't entertained for the way I wanted it to be. I want it was it was pumped up for the first period, but then you just felt like wow, the Islanders quit and they're ready for Thanksgiving, and that transitions me, and we'll come right back to this in a second. To the Islanders were ready for Thanksgiving. When the Rangers played the Flyers, they had had too much. They partied way too hard, and uh, they came out against the Flyers. A team, by the way, who was floundering uh, and just fired their GM today. Is that correct, Greg? That is correct. So we're we're floundering, and then all of a sudden the Rangers come out and lay an egg. Maybe the absolute biggest stinker we've laid in a year and a half. I mean, I'm sure we laid some of the second half of last year. No, but we. we last yeah, year, we. You're
2: you're you're forgetting a lot of bad hockey games they played under. I think I blocked Greenville. like
1: the second half of last year out of my mind because it was just That's so fair. painful. This, it Wasn't great this year. I care way more. Like I'm really invested in this team. I I love all the players. Sure. I, I I there's a lot of personality. I'm kind of leaning on Quinn's side now. Uh, despite mm. I know, yeah, I know. I'm I'm going towards Quinn. I think he's done a, a good job. It's hard to argue with results. Despite decisions being questionable, um, so to go to have the Flyers uh, just come out and stop all over us—I uh, I mean, I called it before the game. I was like, "Oh, they're starting their the third goalie, a backup goalie who like played for the Leafs for like five games." Sure, we're gonna get shut out, and we absolutely did. We and Hank played out of his fucking mind the entire game. Was just totally unconscious until the uh, end of the third, with like I think five fifty-one left, and then that's when the Avalanche started. But man. I just thought that was a game uh, The Rangers did not, no one played well except Hank and maybe Elias, like a little bit. Uh, So it's just the tale of of pre and post holiday. The Rangers were really excited. The Islanders, you could tell, were ready to get their Thanksgiving on. And then we just had too much turkey and the tryptophan was running deep in our veins for the Flyers.
0: Yeah,
2: I thought you were going to keep going.
1: Oh, no, I was waiting, you know, giving you that one.
2: No, yeah, no, I mean, th- there's not a whole lot to really break down about the Flyers game. The entire team fucking sucked. Like, just put it put it, blat- put it blatantly, man. Um, I, I 100% understood why Quinn th- – this is before uh, – I mean, I, we're going to have a very long talk about the Quinn bin again today because I, this is just going to become a constant theme until something gives on this Rangers team. Um, did not bother me at all that Tony D'Angelo got sent to the Quinn bin after the Flyers game. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that he was the scapegoat for everything that happened in Philadelphia, but I, I, I don't think if you're David Quinn, you look at that Philadelphia game and you, you can reasonably tell yourself I should just run this one back because woof, it was bad all the way around. And you and I have talked about on this podcast earlier this year, why, why is it you and I and everyone else in the world judges a a benching or just a a night off in hockey differently than we do any other sport when when Mitchell Robinson doesn't play a night for the Knicks do we freak out when um Ahmed Rosario or Gleyber Torres gets a day off for the Mets or Yankees do we freak out uh football I would say is the one difference because there are only 16 games and you have the whole week to get ready for those games so I like push that one aside it would be weird if Sam Darnold didn't play for the Jets, even though he was completely healthy. But uh, you also don't necessarily freak out if Sam Darnold isn't your week one quarterback, right? His rookie season. Like you, you understand if a, if a young quarterback needs a couple weeks before he gets on the field. I, 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 just, I always find it fascinating that we, we get so enraged. And I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. We get angry when a young player takes a seat for a night when I don't think we should. Uh, especially if the performance warrants the seat. Like, Tony D'Angelo played like shit against the Flyers. He didn't have the world's greatest game. Um, the Rangers played great against the, the Islanders, but to say Tony D'Angelo was an all-star that night is maybe a little misleading. He, he was he was slipping a little bit. So, a night in the Quinn bin, which is all it was. He's back in the lineup tonight for the Senators. Um, it, it wasn't the end of the world after the Flyer game, in my mind. Uh, and I just, I I do think... I, I was good about keeping my opinions in check when D'Angelo went to the Quinn bin. I don't think I had like the meltdown, but there were plenty of them happening around the world, around the Rangers universe. I, I just, it, it is fascinating to me. And I, I, I would love to hear your take on it. I, we get so angry when the hockey players not play 82 games and we just don't get this angry about other young players in other sports. And it, it's confusing.
1: I'm, I'm kind of about the Quinn bin now only because it's had results. I know it's very strange, like it's like such an old school way of handling things. Like you don't play well, you don't play. But he seemed to gotten motivation out of a lot of players. Like even Brady Shea was playing a lot better after he was benched. Uh, It's just like no one except Mark Stahl is immune. Mark Stahl is totally immune. I don't understand.
2: But well, here's I'm I'm happy you brought up Mark Stahl. Let's get into this right now because I have a very unpopular opinion I want to share with you in the world on Mark Stahl. It's it's not just that Mark Stahl has played better than I would have expected the last couple of games. I just think the hate's gone too far. I, I think we're pinning a lot of a lot of frustrations on Mark Stahl unjustly. I, and I will be the, we've we've talked about this multiple times. Do you think we this is a hot
1: take? Because I think this is pretty like appropriate. Uh
2: well here's let me get to my hot take part, right? Okay. But for, first of all, you and I have long been on the record. We've talked with Rick Carpinello about this on the podcast. We've mm. talked about this with Shayna Goldman on the podcast. I'm just not just name-dropping people from The Athletic. There's a reason why I'm doing it. Oh. We're going to talk about that more in a second. Yeah, I mean, You'll like, get to like, it. Like I know, yeah, I know, like I know. Like setting you up. Are oh, you going to do it now? All right. No, 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 okay. no, 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 right. no. Setting you up for a little later. Okay. We There's nothing wrong with saying Mark Stahl is an older defenseman. His legs get tired. He should probably get a night. If you wanted to have – the big thing today was – Freddie Clayson's in the Quinn bin. Oh, we should also Um, say,
1: not to interrupt you, but we are recording before the Rangers play the Ottawa Senators tonight.
2: Correct. Uh, D'Angelo's back in. Freddie Clayson, who arguably has been the Rangers' best all-around defenseman this season, is going to the Quinn bin because, in Quinn's estimation, he was the worst guy to play against the Capitals. I thought it was very Uh, funny.
1: uh, And I guess now is a good time for me to do this, by the way. Yeah, Uh, sure. Shana put out an article today on theathletic.com that was like, here's why Clayson's so good. And then he was appropriately benched. But speaking of The Athletic itself, The Athletic is a subscription-based the, the subscription based publisher of Smarter Sports for cover, coverage for diehard fans. The model is simple. No ads, no pop-ups, and no autoplay videos. Guys, we talk about The Athletic how much on this goddamn podcast? We've had how many writers, Greg? Eight? Eight.
2: Eight. eight. Uh, both Rangers writers. Uh, we've had Daniel Nugent-Brown from Edmonton, Murad Atesh from Winnipeg. Uh, let's see if I can do this off the top of my head. Kat Silverman Ooh. from Arizona. Sean Shapiro from Dallas. Scott Wheeler from Toronto.
1: You got Murat, and, right, right? And who? You got Murat? I missed. Uh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. Um I I yeah, I lost count. Okay. Well, we've, now, had, we've had six. We, that's that's excellent. what you need to, to know.
1: To finish this ad eight, very politely, eight. We've had eight. We've had eight. we are sponsored by The Athletic Now. They are an amazing organization where you can go ahead and read over 700 new sto- new published stories every single week. You could do this by going to the athletic.com slash blue shirts. It's 40% off if you sign up with us today. It's a two ninety nine a month. It's like buying me and Greg half a beer or an IPA or a Bud Light for Greg. That's literally, you want to buy Bud Light for Greg every month? That's what The Athletic is. If you go ahead and do that, go to uh, the, com slash blue shirts, subscribe and be part of the future of sports journalism, and join us in uh, in supporting Rick and Shayna. Okay.
2: Counter Counterpoint, if you want to buy me one Bud Light every month, by all means, don't let anything stop you.
1: Yeah, we'll like Venmo you. <laughs> we can figure that out. <laughs>
2: uh, at Greg Hyphen Kaplan. No, I'll, I'll put it in great. the uh, uh,
1: description this week.
2: Thank you. Um, anyway, uh, Shayna did have a great piece on Freddie Clayson today, and it was really funny that Clayson's the guy that came out of the lineup. I was
1: So ironic. I was like, oh, I'm I, I gonna natural plug.
2: He's I, been he's, he's been great. And you I was know, Sean, the article, I was like, oh, this is so funny. Yeah, he. We've had we had Sean Tierney on the podcast three weeks ago, and Tierney was talking about how well Clayson was uh, grading out before his injury. And he came back from his injury and didn't miss a beat. And I, one of the most popular things, I think, uh, no player has been more divisive on Rangers Twitter this year than Neil Pionk for one reason or another. But it, it sure felt like all of Rangers Twitter was united in saying, Clayson Pionk should be a pairing, and it's going to benefit everybody. And it's frustrating the fact that we haven't seen it. Um, but that goes, again, back to Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl was legitimately gassed against the Capitals in the third period. Uh, the... The Brett Conley um, go-ahead goal was not Mark Stahl's fault. He was on the ice for a very long, aggressive shift. He was desperately trying to get off the ice. Brett Howden committed a turnover in the neutral zone. Stahl got fucked. And when an older defenseman with no legs gets fucked against a lethal shooter like Brett Conley, more times than not, Ryan, you're going to give up a goal. Who knew? I, 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 I can't blame Mark Stahl for that goal. What I can say is, my 31-year-old defenseman who has struggled with injuries over the last handful of years on a back-to-back where both games started at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. 2 p.m. start. If you're not going to give Ryan, Mark Stahl, it's not a performance-based off day. I don't think there's been a, a major problem with Mark Stahl's defensive play in the last week or two to say that man deserves to be benched. But at the same time, just know who he is. There's no reason for Mark Stahl to be playing that back-to-back. I'm not saying Brendan Smith desperately deserved to get back in the lineup. I'm not saying Tony D'Angelo 100% deserved to stay in the lineup. D'Angelo sucked against the Flyers. If you want to take D'Angelo out of the lineup, by all means. Not, not it, just it does em- not bother everybody me.
1: Everybody was terrible.
2: Yeah, but it, it does not bother me if you specifically want to pinpoint D'Angelo because that guy it, – it clearly seemed to have benefited him to be in the Quinn bin, right? Like, he is playing – or surpassing expectations all of us had for him. So if if David Quinn takes a step back from that game and says, Tony D'Angelo needs a night to reflect on what he's done, fine. It, it, it really didn't bother me. The thing that bothers me is Mark Stahl is gassed. The Mark Stahl is going to play his third game in four days tonight against the Senators. It would not surprise me if he's going to have a sloppy game. Not because I think he's having a bad season. I just think... It, it's not an insult to say he doesn't have the legs to go this often. I don't think it's like a slight to his manhood. But I also think
1: they, Quinn, as a coach who respects Mark Stahl, who's a veteran, and if Mark says he wants to play, I mean, he's, he's technically, would you say he's the de facto captain? kind of is, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's the only guy that gets the, wear of the A for every game of the season.
1: So I would say he's de facto captain without actually right. being
2: a but, captain. But, but again, it's, it's not Mark's – it's the same – we said this with Henrik Lundqvist and Elaine Vigneault last year where Elaine Vigneault would get up in front of the media and says uh, Henrik's playing his sixth straight game because Henrik said he wants to. It's not the coach's job that made me so angry. to let the players do what they want. It's literally the coach's job to manage his team. And sometimes in order to manage your team, you need to know when your guy needs a breather. And again, Mark, I I think the Mark Stahl hate has gone too far. I don't think he's been bad this year. I don't think he's been great, but hasn't in been really terms good, of Where I would fine. Where yeah. where how would how would you rate the eight defensemen? The ranges of oh, we this did this year? on I'm, Twitter. I'm curious. Didn't
1: we? we did this on Twitter, didn't we?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's bring it on the podcast. How would you rate them?
1: Okay. All right. So for me, number one, you had Clayson one, correct?
2: I did, and I stand by that, even after his poor game. In so Washington. how? Let's go a little deeper into this. How, sure. how are you rating them? In what sense? I, I, so for me, it's two-pronged, it's two right? One is, how are they physically playing? Mm-hmm. And two is, where did I have their expectations when the season started? I legit, But with Clayson, not only were my expectations incredibly low, I truly do believe he's been the Rangers' best all-around defenseman Because so if far you
1: hit season. the two there, then Clayson's the one for me also. But if you take the two out and how they've been playing and what I, what I, who I think are the actual best defensemen, I'll have Shea one for sure.
2: Yeah, but I I, I don't think Shay. I, I mean, it, it, Shea started the season like gangbusters, right? If we did this in mid-October, I think you and I would have Shea and then everybody else. But like I think it wouldn't, over the course of close. this
1: season or whatever, how many games it's been at this point, Shea has still been the most impressive defenseman of the group because Clayson just hasn't had the time. Yes, when he's played, he's been better, but he's had – his sample size is a little smaller uh, True. than, than True. Shea. So I'll still have Shay. For a work, like, that's why I have Clayson, like, fourth. Because, uh, I mean, I go, I'm going Clayson. I really think Pionk, despite his defensive woes, has been an incredible find this year. So I'll have him number two. I think I'll put, I'll probably put Shattenkirk third, then Tony, then Clayson. That's probably where I'm at.
2: I, I believe my list is Clayson, D'Angelo, Shea, Shattenkirk, Stahl, Pionk, Smith, McQuaid. I yeah, McQuaid is definitely eight list. for me.
1: The bottom three are pretty much the same for me, too. It's a, Yeah, it's, it's well, a I, Stall, I had Stall
2: Pionk my bottom three, and you have him clearly number two. Again, oh, Pionk, Stall. most divisive person on Rangers Twitter. Stall, no I, I, I had
1: Stahl, uh, Smith, uh, McQuaid as my bottom
2: three. Yeah, I, I don't think Stahl's been that bad, dude. I, I don't think he's been the sixth best Ranger defenseman this year. I think he's handedly been better than that. And I think it's clear See, David Quinn rewards effort. Mm-hmm. And one thing one thing is clear. When Mark Stahl's on the ice, that man's fucking trying. Right? Oh, Hart's, we cannot he's we he's, cannot deny that.
1: His body's betraying him. It's not it's not he doesn't care. He
2: cares way too much. Exactly. Exactly. I Mark Stahl has probably been through and through one of the Rangers' four best defensemen this season, which is both uh troubling if you're the New York Rangers, just based on everything that's happening, but also kind of credit to him. I think if you put Stahl with someone not named Pionk, People would have a lot less problems with him. I, I something about the Stall pionk pairing just flat out doesn't work. It, and it, I don't know if it, I don't. I don't know what it is. It irks I don't know me if a little bit. It's like, it, it should it should because Neil Peonk, uh, you love Neil Pionk. We all love watching Neil Pionk. I I don't sit down and start my night being like, up oh, can't wait for Neil Pionk to make a mistake. I just to think me to he's so him. no.
1: Like I know there's there's times where he has these bonehead plays. Right. It's very
2: obvious he. I I don't think he has bonehead plays. I just – I don't think he's mature enough to handle most defensive assignments, which is fine because he's a 23-year-old defenseman in his rookie season. But
1: then he's out there at all the most tense moments for the Rangers.
2: Well, not just that, but he's also – he's just mismatched. I don't think you can put Neil Pionk, who's like this squirrel on on crack, with Mark Stahl on the ice because Mark Stahl – Mark Stahl stays in his lane, right? What Neil Pionk desperately needs is a guy that can help – Pionk needs a freelancer – Mark Stahl can't freelance. No. I think Freddie Clayson is more equipped to freelance with Neil Pionk, and I think it would make Neil Pionk's game even more effective than whatever. For me, I think making Neil Pionk's game more effective is a very low bar to clear. But for others, I think if you put Neil Pionk with a Freddie Clayson who will clean up the mess that Pionk leaves on his plate every now and then, it will help elevate Neil Pionk. We're all here to elevate Neil Pionk. So put him with Freddie Clayson. I don't I don't think it's. I don't think it's a knock on Mark Stahl that he doesn't work with Neil Pionk. I think it's a knock on the Rangers coaching staff that they don't realize this is fucking happening.
1: They just. I. I want to give them some sort of credit, just maybe they see something
2: we don't. But Mark Stahl, so they have, they have, they have to see something we don't, because what you and I see is a troubled defensive pairing. and some can blame and, Mark and Stahl. And I don't agree with kill, that, by the way. Uh, so they're atrocious on the PK.
1: That's really, what's really been a problem is uh, uh, I dropped say,
2: the fact, what two weeks ago saying that the last 13, 13, of the last Rangers power play goals have come when stolen Bianca are on the ice. They did have an amazing penalty kill against
1: the Capitals in the first period. Like one of the best penalty kills I've seen in, in the last two years for the Rangers. Like it, the Ovechkin and, and his friends got nothing done in our, our zone, that entire power play. It was like, wow, this is how, how we should be playing all the time. This, I can't believe how effective this is. And uh, then, of course, that changed as we got more penalties. So,
2: Yeah, and later, later in the game, Stahl is guarding up on his man, Mika Zibanejad and Pionk, after a Nemesnikov turnover. Straight up, just ignore Alex Ovechkin right in front of Henrik Lundqvist and the capital scored a goal. Hmm. It's the least surprising goal I've ever seen. You can't leave Alex fucking Ovechkin from, wide open in front of Henrik Lundqvist. Or from, it wasn't Lundqvist, it was Georgiev. Yeah, no, it wasn't even his spot, dude. He was literally in the fucking crease. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah. He, but he was like – I don't and, know if
1: you watch – if you go back – we won't watch it again. I don't know what I'm talking about. But if you watch the game, he was – he just hangs around that one area and draws all the attention to him.
2: Like, that's fucking, he's fucking lethal, man. It, it's unbelievable. Um, it's just the presence of Ovechkin on a pen, power play is almost like being on a is, – is being on a five on three. Because you have to watch Ovechkin at all times. Which means you're not watching the other four players on the ice, which gives the Capitals an even bigger um, advantage on-demand advantage. But I, I, I digress. What, what this whole rant started with, we're all too hard on Mark Stahl. We are. Everyone is too hard on Mark. I, I can't believe I'm at this point <laughs> in the season. This is I cannot
1: the- wait till we go back and listen to some our I know you did this day. Listen to some <laughs> of our old episodes. Uh, I'm going to try and cut some stuff for us. That's going to be something else. It's, it's,
2: it's too, we've gone too far with Mark Stahl. But at the same time, not everything that happens defensively with the Rangers is Mark Stahl's fault. We need to accept that. At the very same time, Ryan, it is on the coaching staff to know when their players don't have it. Mark's, Mark Stahl's the kind of guy where he's like Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed didn't ask out of the Drago fight and it got him killed.
1: Wow. At some point, spoilers! At, oh my god!
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. Don't spoilers even, from
1: the 1980s. Even, don't even warn everyone. Jeez.
2: It is, it is, it is the coach's job to know when to manage his players. And Mark Stahl was fucking gassed against. The Washington Capitals. I get that Clayson didn't have the world's greatest game, but I one don't think it's right to judge players just based off one bad performance. Um, and two,
1: is it right I, when, I when every single think, time you've done that, you've gotten results? That's my question.
2: I, I but it's it's like causation is in correlation, right? Causation we, is causation, yeah. Correlation right. Correlation. We we don't we something happens when someone gets a night off at the same time brendan smith came back in the lineup and he wasn't better he's still brendan fucking smith yeah three, your redemption tour dude is it's, canceled i got to tell you the, the balloons
1: are a little deflated we were trying to do uh we had a float going for thanksgiving the brendan smith redemption tour yeah, it went straight into It like deflated. It went down a sewer. I'm pretty sure it's it caught. Like, it caught fire. How is like, like a whole mouse colony at this point? So
2: it it got its hand. It, we all float down here, bro. We all. Brendan <laughs> Brendan <Brenton, laughs> Smith is still garbage. Yeah. So it has been pretty bad. Ben, for benching, me. benching him at this point, it 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 should be whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't. I've given up trying to care about what happens with Brendan Smith. The Rangers want to put him on waivers, like Carl Osner was put on raised waivers today. Fucking go for it. I'm. I'm pretty much over Brendan Smith.
1: I think you know they're going to try and recoup any sort of value they can out of that guy. They're going to they're going to try and trade him either this year or next. No, this year won't work, but they're trying to get him back to have any value. That's why they're playing him.
2: I'm I'm honestly getting to a point now where I one up and Smith is getting bought out this summer, and I'm starting to think it's Smith. Really? Yeah. i um, I'm. That's where my head's going. Mostly because again, I I think the Rangers for whatever reason, truly value Stahl's leadership. So I, I don't know if they're just going to cut bait with Mark Stahl. Stahl did have a really uh, cute
1: moment that won me over. I mean, he was a dad. He
2: does, that, he does that so much with his kids. It's
1: crazy. He's like coming over and being a good dad and like sitting he's, there.
2: He's, he's a solid he's a solid he's pops. Again, yeah, I uh, did Freddie Clayson's performance? The other problem I have with Clayson sitting tonight is I truly don't believe his performance against the Capitals was the worst or most egregious performance of a Rangers defenseman. That's really again. Brendan Smith is is hot fucking garbage.
0: Mm. Hot garbage.
1: I'm gonna. I don't think he's, he's been.
2: He's he's easy on the eyes. Yeah, he's a, good, he's a looker. He's a
1: good looking guy, but I, and I he's think, garbage. I don't think he's been so, miserably bad. I, I think he's been. He's.
2: He, I think he's. I think he's been. You could make an argument given sample size. Brendan Smith has been I'm worse sure. than Adam McQuaid God, this I year. Hope he scores two goals tonight. That's cool. Defenseman defensive performance is not based off fucking yeah, point you're production.
0: You're right. You're right.
2: But, Which is why every everyone everyone jizzes their pants when the Rangers put out a new Neil Pionk point stat. That's great. Neil Pionk needs to learn how to play fucking defense before I get overexcited about anything he's I doing. See on
1: the ice. Neil, like the way he he's just noticeable on defense. I think he does make some good plays where you're like, wow, I can't. That was really good by Neil.
2: But then there's I other- think Neil, I, I I think you're confusing uh, activity with good. Neil Pionk is noticeable because he's always working. He's not necessarily always productively working. Just So he's working hard, but for a limited result is what you're saying. Yes, correct. Neil Pionk is noticeable because he's he just jumps out at you. He's always doing something. Uh, at the same time, I, how many times in your life have you done busy work and you've looked like you're doing something?
1: I watched Rick Nash play for a couple of years.
2: Oh, you fucking asshole. <laughs> that's, that's a low fucking blow there, man. <laughs> yeah, um, I
1: got one in. So, so there you
2: go. Yeah. it. I don't know. I, I don't – I would – Freddie Clayson would not have been one of the three Ranger defensemen I would have benched tonight. I would have benched Smith because he's bad. I would have benched Stahl because he's just gassed. It's not, Mark Stahl will try as he will. He's just fucking gassed, and I just think he needs a night. Uh, and if I if I had a third, I'm honestly putting Pionk back in the Quinbin before I'm putting Clayson back in Just
1: there. one last thought on Stahl before we go to Zuccarello and then go to our interview. Um,
2: yeah. Oh, I, I know, forgot I that know. I was angry about I, Zuccarello.
1: Yeah, that's why I brought it up. Thank you. Thank you. Got your back. Uh, I just think one of the reasons that he doesn't bench Stahl is because despite what we said about benching in other sports and how we feel about it and how we think about it, I think Quinn doesn't want to disrespect Stahl. And I think that's a big part of
2: it. Not just that. I, I truly believe that Quinn and the coaching staff sees Mark Stahl as an extension of the coaching staff. And I think that gets an extraordinary leash on any professional sports team. Whoever you deem as uh, an extension of the coaching staff on the field, you tend to allow yourself extra time to make a mistake with that player. And I will say, uh, w- once again, for young players to get a night off, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think a quote-unquote Quinn Bin effect is going to work on a veteran. So I, you don't put Mark Stahl in the quin Bin expecting him to come back and play better. I just think you need to give the guy a night off. I just think that the legs aren't there. I'm with you. I'm.
1: I, this is. We've been. No, sorry. We've been saying this for how long at this point?
2: Like way too long. Yeah. Every week.
1: All right, Zuccarella.
2: Boy, I, 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 Ryan, you talk to me once a week for the last three years.
1: Greg, I talk to you like five to six times a week.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 terrible. I look forward to the weekends because usually neither of us are on our phones at all, and it's great. I know. Anyway. You you've now known me long enough to know that a lot about the New York Mets. Fortunately, yes, that's true. <laughs> a lot about the Mets. How many times over the last three years have I told you about the Mets trying to play someone while they're
0: injured?
1: Well, there was this guy uh, Cespedes, and then perfect
2: fucking example because he came back for one game, hit a home run, and the Mets were like, "By the way, he doesn't have feet." Yeah, that was pretty great. Uh... It, it is. It is. It is textbook Mets for a player to pick up an injury, the Mets to spend the next week saying the injury is minor. He's back any day for them to put that player in the lineup. Once that guy looked terrible because he's fucking injured. The Mets to say, okay, no, seriously, we think he's hurt this time, but it's not serious. And then he's out for six weeks. That is literally the Mets textbook.
1: The difference here in this situation is that the it's Rangers is the
2: exact are- same fucking thing. And the-, the Rangers should be trying to protect Matt Zuccarello at all costs.
1: That, but the Rangers are also trying. You're not trying to trade Cespedes in that case. The Rangers are actively shopping Zuccarello, and it's known. So they want to prove that he's healthy, and it's not bad. So that's what they're saying because they want to ship him out. It's
2: minor, but the, but when that's that's terrible, a terrible thought process. If you're legitimate, here's here's the thing. I think Ryan. Mm-hmm. I I think the more damning thing is the Rangers aren't doing the Matt Zuccarello back in the lineup when he's hurt thing because they want to trade him. I think they're doing it because they're trying to win. I think they're, they're looking at Matt Zuccarello and telling themselves we have this hot start. We need a way to maintain it. The only way we can maintain it is by keeping Matt Zuccarello in our lineup. See, I
1: just think that we, we, we have different schools of thought on that. I think they're, well. They're-
2: I just, I I want to think a smart organization would see Matt Zuccarello as a trade chip and realize the only way I'm going to get max value from Matt Zuccarello is to prove that he's 100% healthy. And the only way to make sure he's 100% healthy is to hold him out for an extra week.
1: Agreed. But they also want to showcase him, maybe to somebody that's at it's, that game.
2: What what else What else do we have to showcase about Matt Zuccarello that you haven't seen in his NHL career People yet?
1: People are picky. People would use every single thing they can have to have that negotiating power to try and get the tree to lean their side. And the Rangers know that. Throwing him out there is the wrong move. I agree but i'm I think the logic behind that was let's get him out there and see if he plays at the at the top level. maybe we can keep playing him after this. He obviously wasn't hundred percent he didn't look great, and then they benched him again. He probably needs another week and a half. I know they said he's closed and the groin injury is minor, but wait till he's fully healthy, and then showcase him, but I think they're actively shopping him now, and that was a well, big part of it.
2: Here's my thing. they're already lying to us by saying the groin injury is minor. nobody misses eight of the last ten games with a minor injury. you miss. You miss maybe a week with a minor injury. We're working on week three now of the Matt Zuccarello groin issue. That's so true. fuck, fuck any, fuck anyone telling me that it's minor. I again, I've done this song and dance with the Mets enough to know ain't no such thing of a minor injury if it's kept you out of action for two weeks, which is where we're at with Matt Zuccarello. That's a full fifteen day DL stint. Yeah, right, and he's still not ready to go.
1: He's not, and it's it, it was very obvious in the Flyer's game.
2: So so like, uh, f- yeah. fuck off. I am I am too used to people saying. Oh, it's, it's not, not a big fuck. It's not a big deal. It's just a, it's a tweak. It, it'll be fine. It ain't. I've done this dance. All right. I've seen it done with Todd Frazier. I've seen it done with Yohan Cespedes. I've seen it done with Noah Syndergaard. I've seen it done with Zach Wheeler. I've seen it done with Matt Harvey. I've seen it done with Michael Conforto. I've seen it done with Brandon Nimmo. Yeah. I, the whole fucking roster. I've seen it done. All right. I'm a fucking veteran of this. You're not going to get this minor injury bullshit past me. And I'm, I'm happy That the Ranger fans who are also Yankee fans are now being like, Well, this seems fishy. Welcome to my nightmare, motherfuckers. All right. (laughs) This is you're in Greg's world now. It's welcome to Greg Kaplan 101, right here, guys. All right. When someone when a duck quacks. If it sounds like a duck, it talks like a duck. It's a fucking injury, and you put them on the dis- disabled list.
1: I feel like your accent's been really heavy today. Or these new headphones I got from Grado are amazing.
2: I can't, <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> when, when I get when I get really angry about the Mets, an accent comes out. I don't even know what accent I've been it is. Here? I'm a, I'm a child from Westport, Connecticut. Fairfield County does not have fucking accents. So before, but when I get angry about the Mets, like something happens to me.
1: Before we get to our interview with uh, Jamie Duff's or James Duffy, whichever, of PT Isles. I do want to thank, uh, we had a listener that works for, is actually part of Grado, and he told me it's pronounced not Grado, it's Grado. Uh, and he sent us both these amazing headphones, Matthew Grado. Uh, and I'm listening to you right now, and I, I swear to God, I'm sitting here I'm like, is Greg's accent like really deep, or are these headphones absolutely incredible? It's what the, I think it's both is true, but I, I'm, the whole podcast, I was thinking that like 20 minutes ago too. I was like, wait, have I never realized this? I talk to Greg all the time. This is insane. Sorry. I'm yeah. My-
2: I, uh, I will say um, the headphones we got are too intimidating for me right now. I haven't broke them out yet. I know you. I'm I, staring at them. I'm staring at them right now. If
1: you want to check out uh, Grado headphones, they're, this is the best headphones I've, I've ever had in my life. They're fucking
2: incredible. <laughs> I've, known you, I've known you for a while. I think the headphones are the most excited you've ever been about it. I
1: was like, oh my God, Greg, because I'm an audiophile at the end of the day. I really am. Uh,
2: you, you are. And uh, I, as I said to you, I am 110% grateful for having the headphones but they're wasted on me.
1: Uh, (laughs) Well, Matthew will listen. I'm sure we'll get a message. Um, Let's go over to our interview. We'll come back, talk about our third year anniversary. Um, Weird. Fucking weird. And uh, that's it. All right. Transition. And we're back with our special third year anniversary guest. We have James Duffy of PT Isles, our recurring guest. James, what's up, man? Fellas, happy anniversary. I'm Thank honored you.
3: to be on this podcast. I told Greg truly. to get
1: someone special. I think he took it a little differently than I asked, but you're here. So. <laughs> However you want to <laughs> interpret it, I think I, I
3: fit the bill, so I'm I was, just happy to be here. I
1: was like, get someone we like, someone that's special, so he did it. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you.
3: It, it, it counts for something. I, uh, today, I think.
2: And you, and you cut out like a robot, which I really appreciate about you, too. Um. Uh, <laughs> D- Duffs, Duffs, if you had to guess, how many times do you think you've been on the podcast?
3: Uh, oh, I'm I, I'm cheating because I did see your tweet earlier. I know this is my third time on.
2: No, I, this is – well, I think this is actually your fourth This or is your fourth. Time.
1: That's math. Really? Big wow. math podcast. Yeah. Oh,
3: man. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, I got to research how math works. Hold on.
2: It's really <laughs> tough. Check
1: out math. Go second grade. It's pretty fun. Yeah,
3: Google math.com and I'll figure it out from there. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, let's talk Rangers-Islanders because that's what we do uh, best out of everything else. The Looks Rangers good. can't win at the Barclays absolutely no matter what. You guys Mm -hmm. kick our ass every single time we're there. We hadn't actually beat the Islanders in uh, eight games in two years. I believe it was October 2016 was the last time we won against the Islanders. And then you guys come to the garden and get your asses kicked.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, uh, even uh, a broken clock is right twice a day. A blind squirrel eventually gets a nut. You know, it's, it's the... Congrats on your one, but uh, it's the outlier, obviously.
1: It was the one I really wanted, to be on. I mean, it was like right before Thanksgiving. I was like, please yeah. let this happen. The Rangers went on to have a real shit weekend. Uh, but the Rangers ri- Islanders rivalry, uh, where does it stand right now for you? Because for me, it's like, it's kind of low, right? We're both kind of rebuilding. You guys have, it's been one sided. You kicked their ass the whole time. Well,
3: you know, I think it's low for you guys, because obviously you're on the wrong side of the one-sided rivalry the last couple years. Like, whatever the Islanders are doing, it still feels good to get that win against the Rangers whenever it comes, Um, and obviously kind of breaking the streak hurt on Wednesday night. I I wasn't watching the first five minutes of the game, I was just checking my phone, and I go, well, that's not good, well, that's (laughs) not good, well, that's really not good, and I I wish I didn't watch the next 55 minutes, but... uh, it, I think the rivalry is at a weird point because, like you said, neither team is going to be overly competitive this year. Um, it, even though they've been decent to start the year, so it's interesting. But uh, if you're on the right side of it, it's still always fun. So it's fun for Islander fans.
2: What's uh What's the mindset? I I'm, I think I know this answer. I just want to hear it out of your mouth. What's the mindset for Islanders during this rebuilding phase, quote unquote? Because I know Ranger fans are having an identity crisis to start mm-hmm. the season. I don't get the same vibe from Islander fans.
3: Well, so I will say this because right now, before I got on, I felt like I could run through a brick wall because Barry Trotz just—he uh, went to the Caps locker room because we're recording on Monday night, so the Caps are playing the aisles tonight. Uh, so Barry Trotz got his ring. He went to the Caps locker room and said, "You guys can win the cup again." But you got to go through the fucking island, and I am just so amped right now. And I'm pretty sure they're going to win the cup this year, so uh, that's where I'm at right now.
1: Oh my god! I hope. Did he say it to Ovechkin's face, and Ovechkin just laughed?
3: Oh, I wish. I think he was just he was speaking to the room, but I'm sure uh, that cut OB deep.
1: Oh man. All right. Well, uh, how have you liked Trot so far as a coach? I mean, from what I can tell, seems to be pretty positive. He's taking what is a ragtag group of players to a pretty positive start. You guys have kicked the ass in the Metro. You guys are undefeated in the Metro, right? Uh, nine and one, okay, close.
3: Yeah,
2: exactly. Ryan, you forgot the whole part where they lost to us last week. Oh, yeah, hmm. Hmm. interesting. <laughs> it's like
3: I totally, just, forgot I just, yeah, something. yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, trots has been a revelation. I mean, you go from a team that in the last six years has had Jack Capuano and Doug Waite, who are good enough guys, not good enough NHL coaches, to one of the best coaches all time in Barry Trots. It's night and day. Uh, just so many little things that you can see every game look different. The defensive structure is completely different. The penalty killing is better. Up and down, this team, which is a worse roster than they've had for most of the past few years, is arguably playing better almost entirely because of coaching. And maybe the Ewing effect, if you believe in that or not. But Ewing
1: theory.
3: Ewing theory. But it, it all boils down to Barry Trotz being my, my literal father. And I love him so much, and I cherish him. What a nice dad. Good are nice you worried
2: but are you worried at all that is Lou Lamorello right? is going to fill Jackson with the Knicks this up? Yes. Oh, I've never been more worried about anything in my life.
3: I, I like Lou. Uh, I think he's a great mind. I think he's a great operational guy. Um, but I still think that the best move for the franchise would be hiring a different GM and let Lou continue to be president of hockey operations.
2: It, it just, There's it's like no chance that me.
3: happens. Like oh, there's no chance that happens. Lou is like an ancient Roman general who seizes power and holds on for dear life until he's ousted.
2: It's just crazy to me that the Islanders, with everything they got going on, they're still burying guys in Bridgeport for no reason.
3: Yeah, I mean, they, they called up Michael Dalcol for a few games. He was uh, He was scratched the first time he was called up, which was the first Rangers game. Uh, and then he played on the fourth line the next two nights when Tom Kuhnhockle was the second line left winger. Uh, yes. So the guy, they, the guy they drafted fifth overall a couple years ago to be a top six left winger was not playing in a top six left wing spot because of Tom <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I, there's, I, something, I a... there's
1: something great about
2: saying Kuhnhockle.
1: It's a fun it's It almost fun feels name. inappropriate.
2: Uh... It,
1: it
3: almost feels like I shouldn't be talking bad about him because his name is just so fun.
2: It, it almost feels like hockey teams shouldn't tank because nobody knows how to draft
3: that's that's absolutely true. until uh, one team figures out what scouting actually is, then the tank should just be officially off across the league.
1: Well usually after, like the first two picks you get a pretty good track record right that that's always been like we kind
3: of it's hard it's hard to, to fuck up when the kid that's getting drafted first overall has been the same kid for five years coming into the draft like first first overall picks are, are marked years and years away so that's pretty easy. Everything else what's up?
2: is a crap show. <laughs> uh, like, once
3: it gets like fifth overall, people just suck just suck at it. I don't know why.
2: What's up with my boyfriend, Josh Hosang? And how are the Islanders fucking him up this year?
3: Oh, dear. Um, well, it's kind of the same case as the small outbreak I had about kuhn and and Um Right now, Komarov is playing on the right side for the third line. Uh, it's Klarbuck on the fourth. So I kind of understand that with uh, Bailey and Everly as the top two right wings, you don't want to call up a guy like Hosang for a limited third line spot. But it also kind of doesn't make sense to me why they can't just then expand their third line to be more offensively talented, keep Filipula in the center and flank him with guys like Dal Col and Hosang. But either way, it looks like they, uh, the first call up of the year at forward was Dalcol. Uh So clearly he might've gotten a bump over Hosang organizationally. Um, so it remains to be seen if he has a future here. But I, I would still be shocked if he doesn't get an NHL call up at some point this year.
2: And speaking of futures, Islanders have arguably two of the biggest free agent question marks that aren't um, more. I, I guess I'm surprised they're not being talked about more is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Jordan Everly and Andrews Lee, what's yep. going on?
3: So the, uh, right now the second line is the free agent line. It, it's Lee with Brock Nelson in the center, who's in uh, UFA after this year as well, and Everly. Um, with Lee being named captain at the start of the year, I would have to imagine they're going to throw the house to get him. Like they, They're not going to let another captain in back-to-back years walk in free agency. So, uh, Are you I sure? To- I just need this to be true. Okay? Okay. It might not be true. I'm going gonna, gonna to say it every day until they finally sign him so it doesn't happen. But uh, And it looks like, as of now, they're still contending. But if they start to fall off, I would assume that Eberle is going to be one of the first guys to get traded, which would probably be a mistake. But either way, he's, uh, he's a young enough guy. He's, a, he's obviously a UFA in July um, and a really good uh, offensive forward. So he can contribute to a lot of teams in a lot of ways. So if they can pull a decent package for him close to the deadline, I'd assume that's what they do. But I think they should lock him up.
2: Who would you rather have, Eberle or Lee?
3: So, long term, I'd probably rather have Everly, but I think for the next few years, Lee's a better bet. Obviously, Lee has become one of kind of the premier goal scorers, but a really underrated guy uh, with that label. Um, You know, he's scored an average now of about 40 goals a year the last two and a half years, so that's nothing to shake your hand at. But uh, I think Everly is going to be a more durable player. He has a play type that's going to help him kind of produce further into his 30s than Lee will. So right now, if they end up giving Lee, who's going to be, I think, 29 when his contract sets in, if they give him an eight-year deal for pretty big money, they're going to be paying a 36- and 37-year-old Anders Lee $7.5 million a year to not do a whole
1: lot. No, so, they won't. The lockout's coming, dude. Don't oh, worry. Oh,
3: right, right, right. Of course. They get compliance buyout. It's all perfect. Yeah, but, that's, if you uh, think
1: that teams aren't, aren't ready to do that, they're, everyone knows. Oh, I know. Well, the Islanders
3: have like six other guys they got to buy out, so it's uh, it's more of a who's surviving by that point. But I think Eberle is a better – he won't ever peak the way Lee is peaking right now, but I think he's a more sustainable option.
1: Were you surprised that the Rangers have been as good as they've been this year? Yeah, all I've heard before the year was how
3: bad they're going to be. The tank is on. They started off, what, oh six 6 one or something like that? It was like that, 3-7-1, was... yeah. Yeah, the lose for Hughes was, was well in effect, and I tweeted that I was convinced they were either going to win the lottery or win the cup, and there's no in between. So I still think that's what's going to happen.
1: I just love the tweet that was like, uh, there's no better feeling as an Islanders fan that the Islanders are good and the Rangers are bad. And we're trying to be bad, and we're fucking it up. We're just, yeah. We just keep winning. Well, and other, not the weekend. This weekend we got our asses kicked. But uh, I can't believe how competitive this team is. I'm a mixed bag of emotions because I would love to have a top pick, but I know we're locked in for the eighth. And that's been my theme all year. We're locked in for that well, it, at
3: least you know then. Well, so what do you guys think? Uh, the Rangers, is this sustainable? Or are they actually going to be uh, in the hunt all year?
1: I
2: think Greg no. and I are going to disagree. I know. Yeah, well, because I'm realistic and Ryan lives in a fucking fairy tale. Like, there's really no other way around it. I just yeah, don't the think Rangers they're going right,
1: to be that. I don't think they're right. going to be a bottom five bad team. I really don't. Been, I don't think they'll be a bottom five bad
2: team. They're not going to threaten for a wild card either, though.
1: I think they'll be right outside by, like, I don't know, six to 14 points.
2: I yeah, will be but, stunned if ooh. this team gets over 85 points this season. I think it's—I I cannot see a scenario where the New York Rangers approach 88 points straight up. That doesn't make it. That you, it just—it's not there. No, I—I I do not see one.
1: I think it's there. I don't know the way the team plays and the way Quinn has been coaching and the results he's somehow getting out of all, all the players, despite. The roster not being that talented, especially on defense, has been really impressive. Um, so I, I'm willing to see what. I mean, the season is really long. It's like mm-hmm. it's November 26th as we record this, 6:13 p.m. on a Monday, and <laughs> and you know we're playing until April. So the Rangers probably can't keep this up. And once February is here, and they trade, uh, what could be over six players uh, from their team, we'll we'll see how that that stacks up. Then we end up probably being a 75 point team, like Greg probably said. Who's
3: the uh, the prime trade piece the Rangers have right now, Mister
1: Mister Kevin Hayes?
3: Kevin Hayes light, oh, lighting
1: it up currently, uh, playing the best hockey of his career, and uh, is a six five centerman who is an absolute beast who will probably fetch a really nice return because I don't think we're going to end up signing him. He's also
3: got a massive nose though, so I think Team's going to take that into account.
1: <laughs> but you got you to think about it; that helps him like cold uh, guys to the boards and such. Like, Maybe, they're trying uh, to get their face off the board. His nose is just so large. You can't he's turn your head. sniffing out goals. But oh, God.
2: <laughs> Duffy, how angry are you going to be when uh, the Rangers trade Matt Zuccarello before the Islanders can trade Jordan Eberle? And they set the market too low because Zuccarello is oh, uh, hurt.
3: Yeah, of course, right? They're going to get him for like a third and a fifth. No, and then oh, the Islanders God. are going to have to trade Eberle for a second because the Rangers have to ruin everything the
1: Islanders do, I guess.
2: I honestly – that's the only scenario I can accept uh, selling extremely low on Matt Zucurello.
1: Yeah, I'd rather, like I'd rather keep him if it's for a third. I,
0: think I like that's the to way go with, uh,
3: with the mentality of, of don't be mad, be ready. So I've, I've already prepared myself <laughs> for all these situations. So when they happen, I'll just be ready to crank out memes and, and yell at people. But, but there's no anger, you know?
1: Don't be mad, be ready is a really good way to live life. I feel like you've, you've got I, it all figured out.
3: I think, uh, I think Gandhi said that.
1: <laughs> yeah, him and Abraham Lincoln were hanging out at a bar. They were like, oh, this one works. Nice. Don't be angry,
3: yeah. Well, when the South secedes, don't be mad. Be ready. Exactly.
2: <laughs> that, that actually works too well for the Civil exactly. War. That's, that's pretty great. Uh, Duff, another reason why we brought you on the podcast. We have this little event coming up. What?
3: Oh, an event, you say? Might it be uh, somewhere in New York City where we can uh, have a few drinks? Oh, it might be a uh, place
1: called Offside Tavern on January 12th over 2 p.m. game for the rangers Islanders. Again, it's a one PM game. How do you keep fucking? Why do I keep thinking it's two? Just I have to... no idea.
3: <laughs> when when have the Islanders and Rangers ever played a two PM game
1: against each other? Okay, Google. When have the Island? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> it's still actually listening to me. It's, it's searching everything I'm saying. Um. I, I it'll be a one PM game. We'll be very intoxicated. It'll be open bar and thirty five dollars, I believe. Uh, and Tickets will be on sale soon, Greg. Are they on sale? Uh, I hope I hope so
2: soon. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. We we, we got some stuff to plug. D- Duffs, last time last time you and I were at Offside together, tavern together. Do you remember much of the night? No, I don't. Uh,
3: <laughs> I remember I was at Offside Tavern. Uh, and I, I can tell you I can tell you that much as a fact. But what, what was, was there? You... <laughs> the rest would be speculation, frankly. I remember the Islanders drafted Oliver Wallstrom and, and Woj was mad about it, and instead they drafted that kid that looks like uh, the kid from Fault in Our Stars, so whatever, but uh, that was a fun
2: excuse, night. Excuse you, Ansel Elgord is a big uh, fucking Ranger fan too, man.
3: I, I'm just saying, have you ever seen Ansel Elgord and Vitali Krabs in the same room together?
2: I have not, but have you also found a college that Oliver Wallstrom actually wants to go to? We're working on it frankly uh, how does that how does that whole thing make you feel by the way it's, I know I know I know it he's like an 18 year old kid uh, I, I get that um, sometimes one doesn't pick the right college on the first try but uh if that's not a red flag I don't know what it is
3: so as a as a transfer student myself hey shout my, outs yeah shout outs on my third university uh, I'm not gonna be one to uh, bark at anybody for it but uh, I think now it's settled down that he said the BC rumors aren't real. He scored a goal of the day after they came out, whatever. But if it ends up being true, it's a slight red flag because I know he decommitted from two schools before picking BC. He does not want to play for the QMJHL team that has his rights. So if he turns down two colleges after committing, then leaves BC after declaring going and playing there as a freshman and then refuses to play for the Q team that has him, all that to me adds up to at least something of a maybe like a, a dark orange flag,
2: yeah. But the other, the other two schools are nothing to sniff at either, right? One of them was Michigan, if I remember correctly.
3: Uh, I, I know uh, Maine he decommitted from for sure. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't blame him easy, for that. Easy pickets
1: Die. for Walls from there,
3: yeah. Sorry, yeah. Maine listeners.
1: Die.
2: I don't know. I don't know why I thought Michigan was one of the two. It just stuck I, out. At I me.
3: think it was Maine and Harvard, but I'm not totally certain on that. I know Maine for a fact, but I know it was two schools. I've heard from a couple different people on that one.
2: I, I uh, look. I'm not here to judge Oliver Wallström's uh, educational acumen. No one decommits from Harvard, though. I'm yeah, that's, pretty, true. that's true. That's I'm pretty sure if Harvard was one of the two schools, motherfucker would be in Harvard.
0: Yeah. Who's so,
1: like you know what? A lot of nerds nah. here. Nah, what a nerds. Probably can't meet anyone that would help my career or do anything else to me if I don't make it in hockey, huh? I'm not, I'm not here for fucking math. I'm here for scoring goals. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know what helps score goals? Like understanding trigonometry and spatial awareness in terms of it's all
3: about angles, scientific bro. equations. It's all about angles. Are you kidding me? Do you think that Patrick Kane knows shit about trigonometry and angles? That guy just scores goals. He doesn't know anything about math.
2: Well, so there. in my mind, there's like two kinds of hockey players, right? There's just the guy was born to do it. Mm-hmm. And then there's McDavid the – Yeah. Well, I think McDavid is also partially the super fucking smart, knows how to understand complex situations better than others.
3: Are you just saying that because he has a lot of acne and he looks nerdy? It, yes. That's, that's really the takeaway. <laughs> that's ha- he's, also, a little, I just, he's a little awkward with
1: pitchers.
2: I, like. <laughs> I, just, I also am of the opinion that Jimmy VC doesn't have an ounce of fucking talent in his bones, but that guy is just smarter than everybody else, so he scores goals.
1: And that's why yeah, Ryan he, Fitzpatrick can throw a ball 40 yards. You know what listen, I'm about? If Jimmy, Jimmy VC was smarter than everybody else, he would not have signed with the Rangers. Mic drop.
2: Whoa.
3: Whoa. He's had a hell uh, of a to, season, by the way.
2: Yeah, but you, you know what? He, he,
3: He could have been a Nashville predator.
2: Yeah, I'm actually going to agree with Duff's on that one. I have no idea. And you you know what's a more fun place to live than New York City? Fucking Nashville.
3: Yeah, you know Uh, what doesn't happen in Nashville? This fucking weather that I'm looking at right now. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you, Greg, on that one. Uh, If
1: you have money and you live in New York City, I'm pretty sure there's no funner place on earth.
3: Yeah, but there's no there's no good pun for New York City. You can call Nashville Smashville. You can't say, like, Smash City. It just doesn't also, work.
2: Also, I got news for you, Ryan. If you have money, everywhere is a fun place to live on Earth. That's true. That's, mm-hmm. that's a really good counterpoint.
1: There's less options, though, for you to spend your money.
2: Yeah, man. but, bro, if you have money, you know what you can do when you're living in Nashville? Fly to New York if you really want to for a weekend. Well, walk, out, walk outside. I don't I know. He's like
1: making consistently good points. Ryan's getting dunked on hard.
3: I, here.
2: Don't,
1: I do not think it's I'm getting dunked on at all. That was a
2: hardly a layup.
1: I'm running down but, the court the other way. Man. When's the last
2: time it snowed in Nashville? Uh, last year. Do you, you have. Proof yeah, okay. That it's like, in I'm going right
1: now. Yeah. The real answer is okay, Forty-five.
3: <laughs> yeah, you, you can't keep going Google and Alexa for your answers here.
2: Do some fucking research before you get on the show. You should have known I will, uh, that I was going to quiz say... you on the fucking Farmer's Almanac of Nashville of 2017. <laughs>
3: I will snow. say, though, if, if global warming was, was is real, which, you know, jury's still out, obviously. Mm, okay, sure. <laughs> then, then, two years ag- then two years ago, how hey. were there men skating on ice in Nashville in July? I
1: don't know how that's possible if global warming's real.
3: Mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It makes mm-hmm. you
1: think. Listen, it does. I, it's, the, it's the three coldest years on record. It's not real, okay?
2: Uh, well, then at, it'd be
1: called global colding, but it's not. It, it's, so... it snowed on March 11th last year in Nashville.
2: Yeah, how much snow did they get? I was it I just didn't uh, that
1: deep, bro. What the hell do you want? You, you should have because just cuz <laughs>
2: snows falling doesn't mean it fucking snowed.
1: Oh god, god Jesus Christ. It's throughout yeah. the
2: mid-state. Also
3: like snowfall and blizzards like below the Mason-Dixon line is like
1: an inch and a right, half. All right, stick like, with me here. Shut down. Just stick with me. It was uh 1 to 3 inches.
2: That's not fucking snow. Well,
1: listen, it snow. shut down the whole state. I don't know if it was a light dusting. Yeah.
2: That's not yeah, that's not that, that that that's not fucking snow. I I stand by it. If I was if I was making millions of dollars playing hockey, I'd rather live in Nashville than New York, and just fly to New York if I wanted to for a week.
1: That's the correct answer. It's just we're going to agree to disagree here. I don't know what else to tell you. New York's amazing.
2: That, that's fine. You don't always have to be right, Ryan. You're allowed to be wrong.
1: It's, or you could be wrong, too. It's both of us. That's what
3: I'm trying no, to say. No,
2: that's, that's, that's not true. It's Duffy, weird that- am I ever wrong?
3: Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not in this case. Generally not ever.
2: That's what I thought. That's what I thought. So wrong. Duffs. so tell me, man. Lay it on me. What exactly are you expecting from the Islanders the rest of this year? Uh,
3: they've been better the last couple games or so. Uh, first 12, 15 games were rough. The 10 games since then, they've been a much, much better team. I'm looking for generally improving under Barry Trotz, buying into the system more, um, which I think will be reflected kind of more uh, peripherally in a lot of their uh, analytics kind of coming up, which they have been the last 10 games or so. They're actually, I think, our seventh in the NHL in uh, – in possession in the last 10-game stretch, so that's obviously encouraging. Um, I'm looking less for wins this year than I am for that, for the team buying in and building into this culture and system, um, because in general I just don't think they have the talent to be a playoff team this year, uh, and if they sneak in, I don't think they have the talent to make a run this year. So uh, I'm looking for less that's going to come up on the, in the standings and more for this team building toward a goal that they can reach next year or the
2: year after. You have any big picture hot takes you want to drop on the Islanders season?
3: Ooh, big picture hot takes. They're going to sign Sergei Bobrovsky to a massive deal this offseason and oh. I'm going to be really I'm going to be really upset about it. Wow, that actually so,
1: feels real. Like that feels so. like it's already done.
2: It, it's yeah, gonna right? be it's gonna be great when the Rangers get Panarin and the Islanders get Bobrovsky and only one of them works out. We both lose Panarin. paying
1: a thirty-two
3: year old Bobrovsky eight and a half million dollars. I mean, I'm excited you? for four years. The good
2: the good news is you can't do fifteen year contracts anymore.
3: Oh, I mean, that's that's good news to some, but I'm a little bit upset about it. <laughs> they need to redeem themselves from DP at
1: some point. All right. Well,
2: I uh, I think you just walked that one back, man. You just call it a day.
1: I think we covered everything here. Um, <laughs> if you guys want to come right. come hang out with us, you can. Uh, it's not two p.m. It's one p.m. at Offside Tavern, on January twelfth. In
2: here. your defense, we will be there at two p.m. There's just no chance we're sober at two p.m. No, right. Serious. We will still
1: be there at two p.m. We'll
3: be there until maybe you know if we're being crazy, like three p.m. But the game starts at one.
1: I, I I think it's gonna be a long day. I think it's gonna be a really <laughs> long day.
2: Nothing nothing better than uh, big, important college football bowl games, beers, and day drinking in New York City. You can't beat it. Can't beat it unless you, that, you're in only, Nashville. Right, the the only school. thing that could beat it is if we were doing the exact same thing in Nashville. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Duffy, thanks so much for coming on. Happy anniversary to
1: us. My pleasure, guys. Happy anniversary. Have a good one. Peace out.
2: We're back. Jimmy Doffs. Good good kid. Local kid. The Think about kid. the
1: Islanders is I hate them. So there you go. Uh,
2: it's, it's crazy because the most insulting thing you can tell someone is that you just – you don't have a feeling for them. I'm just – I don't have feelings for the New York Islanders. Oh, I do. It's not there for me. I
1: absolutely do. They're the team I hate the most. I know Philly's up there for you.
2: <laughs> you think?
1: Uh, I like a Carpinello in his article said this week, uh, the Rangers came down to earth. If you can call Philadelphia earth. I really like that line. <laughs> nice job, Rick.
2: Why do you – Rick, Rick and I get each other now. It, 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 took us a while, but we're there. I will say, I, I will shit talk Rick
1: because we've been dick riding him so hard. Um, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, he, he, on Twitter sometimes, he is a little unbearable still. <laughs> I, I do follow him. <laughs> and like, I'm like, Rick, why are you responding to everyone that says something to you? You're like, just be like, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're so wrong. <laughs> Rick, you don't need to do that. You're just, you're popular people. You write uh, for the team. Like, just chill, man.
2: We got, we got blocked today by someone. Uh, excuse um,
1: me. You got blocked.
2: Yes. Well, I got blocked because my guy was being a fucking moron. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. Uh, Jess Rubinstein, who is a prospect writer, I think. I've never actually read any of his work. I just know that he claims to be a writer. I also thought uh, Jess
1: Rubenstein was a woman until today.
2: Yeah. 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 Um, same guy who I got. My first argument Jess and I ever got in was about Leah's throwing the fucking medal. And I should have known then that something like today was going to happen. But uh, we, I quote tweeted um, a really knowledgeable prospect guy who was just merely pointing out the fact that in 2014, 2015, the New York Rangers haven't produced a skater from that draft class in the NHL. I thought
1: it was 13. Oh. No, you're right. It was, right. It
2: was, it was fourteen, 14 fifty. Right. No, no skater drafted by the Rangers has appeared in the NHL. Right. All I did was retweet it. Okay. And – Jess pops in being like, Oh, well, they have goalies, and I was like, That's okay, he's talking about skaters. Nobody has goalies. I was like, Great, relax. Then he got angry that I told him to relax, yeah. So naturally, I told him to relax again. Chirped
1: chirped at you, and you went off the chain as you were, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, it's also four o'clock in the morning, and I'm pissed off that I'm at work at four o'clock in the morning, so very low bar to clear about me getting pissed off.
0: Definitely, anyway.
2: Long story short, um, I, I tell him. If you're going to be angry about someone, go in Steve's mentions. He then claims he is in Steve mentions and not our mentions, and that I came into his mentions. Oh, cool! And I was this is just like,
1: like a really a nice high school fight you guys are having.
2: It, it wasn't even a fight. He was <laughs> he was just yelling at a cloud, and I'm like, bro, do you need me to explain to you what a cloud is? Like, I'm very confused why you're getting so angry. And that comment got him to block us, and okay. then I followed him on my personal account, and he got even more uppity. And I will not unfollow
1: him. Okay, what's uh, so I'll follow him right now. See how it goes.
2: Yeah, please. It's going to be great.
1: No, I'll do it right now. I got your back. Um, it's been three years. Unbelievable. I can't – we, we – I uh, asked the question at the beginning of this podcast. I believe you said, did you think we would make it to three years? And uh, I, yes. Obviously, the answer is no. I mean – No,
2: because I've known you long enough to know that you've given up on things a lot sooner than three weeks. I just followed him. Um
1: I have been <laughs> – <laughs> sorry.
2: <laughs> I'm just going to write sup. up. Uh, yeah. I, I honestly already he asked a stupid question again. I unfollowed him before we could block him. I followed him, whatever. Um, he'll ask you the same stupid question. I'm very excited about it. So I'm
1: thrilled. The I, I will say I've been pretty good these these past couple of years at keeping to my word, which is a new thing for me. Mm. Um, so did I think we'd make three years? No, I thought we'd make like eight months. I thought really. Here's what I thought would happen: the first season would happen. We would do the f- whole first season over the summer. We would be like. Nah, whatever, we're good, and then we we would stop, and that would be it. But that whole summer, somehow we put on an episode every goddamn week, and have continued to
2: do so for three years. So I was trying to I was trying to figure this out, right? So mm-hmm. technically, technically, our three year episode should be episode number one fifty six, right? Because that's fifty two times three. Yeah. So why is our three-year anniversary episode not episode one fifty-six? Leap. Year? It's like one. This is episode I think one
1: fifty-eight. Are you about to say a leap year? I, add, I added a week from a day. That was was part of it. Yeah, this is episode one fifty-eight. So that must have been at some was point. There a, was there a leap year in here somewhere that added at, a day? I think at some point maybe we did two in a week. I think,
2: and the, you counted both of them as an episode,
1: as a serious episode, because they were maybe playoff games.
0: Uh, so I went. I went back, and I know you went uh, during.
2: Everything. Yeah, I I did a deep fucking dive. Um, the first series season we actually did reaction episodes to the playoffs was the second year we were doing the podcast. Yes, uh, we did not do reactionary episodes for the Penguins playoff debacle. We did. Yeah, that we was, started. Is- we started doing them with the Canadians and the Senators. Yep, and that was two years ago.
1: Yes, sir. Uh,
2: so I, I I don't know where you added two episodes. We did, uh, but we did because this is dates. this is clearly this is clearly 158, and it shouldn't be 150. The date doesn't lie, though.
1: We did start three years ago, so you
2: do, I I believe you. I, you you I always have. you always remind me. So I suck with anniversaries. I is it? I don't know. My parents' wedding anniversary, um, and I think that's a, apparently a big deal. Is it? I
1: wouldn't know, really. I, 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 I know. You you're a type no person idea. for me to have this conversation Yeah, with. what the hell do you want me to do here?
2: I, I know... I mean, there are a lot of fucking Facebook posts and Instagram posts about, oh, congratulations to these two. Wouldn't be here there without them because they fucked. And there I am. Product of a uh, relationship. Uh, I see enough of those to Love. know that I should probably know my parents' anniversary.
1: Love that. And I, members,
2: I, so. the only thing I know is it's in August because I always get a call from my mom. Every year, it's the same thing. It's... Hi, sweetheart. Did you forget something today? No, mom. What did I forget? It's our anniversary. Congratulations. Why am I supposed to remember? How do we? Get That's here? how the conversation goes every <laughs> day.
1: We get here again.
2: I. Oh, oh right. Our anniversary. <laughs> mm, yes. Um. Yeah, dude. No, it's fucking weird. Uh. Well, let's. Sixty. Let's, Sixty-four different guests we've had in the podcast. Let's talk about our, our some of our favorite moments
1: from the three-year sure. ride. I think the the top moments from the show are very easy, right? It's the hamstring episode. Um, yeah. It's the uh the mom cast and also the question with brian those are the yeah. top three if anyone asks me like should i listen to your podcast i say no and if they insist those are what i give them so- uh
2: our our friend who has been on this podcast uh vinnie genardi reminded me of the episode we were talking about game of thrones and i infam- infamously said congratulations you can read eat a fucking cookie. <laughs> uh, he says he says he thinks about that line a lot. Really, and uh, it, it it tickled me for him to bring it back up.
1: It's been a it's been a wild ride. I can't believe. I guess this is a good time to thank all of you um, who listen because can't believe we're at the point we're at. Can't believe the amount of people that listen to us. Can't believe how nice the people that listen to us are. That's the craziest Some of part. Some of them. Okay, relax. What? Like, <laughs> like?
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a trigger word today, Ryan. Don't no, t- don't be going to tell people like to relax. Like three
1: people, maybe. I, I don't know who they are. You obviously do. Uh, uh, I,
2: I can point them out.
1: I'm sure you can. But everyone, at, most, for the most part, uh, we've had a lot of great people come help us out uh, from Drew Way and our good friend Constantine. Uh, we're a big, big part of the family here. Uh, uh, don't forget Randy. Uh, I was going to say all of you from the Discord, including Randy. uh and uh i want to give a shout out to literally everyone that's in there i mean i talk to some people all the time like eric from uh cincinnati and a bunch of other people i'm, I'm big fans of them and it's been like i've made like a lot of cool friends and i didn't expect to say that of course i gotta give I, a shout out to diana and a bunch of other people obviously dan larose who's been like a big help to us
2: yeah um, I, one of the one of the craziest things is uh a guy we've done a personalized pod with before bob kawa he doesn't live too far from me and he was in the area for a concert so i Literally got drinks with his him and his wife on Saturday. Or yep, yeah, Saturday. It was Saturday. And I was just sitting there thinking to myself, just what the fuck? How, how does this <laughs> fucking happen? Yeah, it's weird. Like I'm legitimately friends with like
1: a bunch of people I met through the podcast now. So it's it's such a weird, cool feeling. Um hopefully going forward we'll have a lot more coming for you guys. I mean, Greg and I are working our butts, a little tails off over here. Uh, while also trying to maintain our personal lives and keep ourselves going. We got, uh, we're got we back on track with personalized podcasts. So that's good. Um,
2: we plan on doing another one this week. Christmas uh, Christmas. We, we will warn you guys, the one we do this week will probably be the last one we do for the year. Mostly because one, we're not going to be in the country. We're leaving for Europe. And then two, when we come back from not being in the country.
1: It's Christmas.
2: Uh, right, which is not important to me, but I hear it's important to other people. Pretty big deal. Kind of a kind of a big deal. Well, it's um,
1: so big, there's a war on it. So,
2: yeah,
1: that's, not to brag. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's fine. Shana Goldman and I will continue to fight that war against it. It's yeah. not that important of a holiday. Everyone, it's just a Fucking Hallmark holiday, bro.
1: Listen, everyone gave it back. Everyone applauded. Okay. Um. Now, uh, other housekeeping. Uh, not next week, but the week after, we will be doing a special episode because we'll be in Europe. It'll be a commentary episode. We're gonna take a guess what happens against the Lightning and two other teams that play that weekend. We we'll probably lose. Very fun. Uh, and then we come back and do the jet lag episode, which I'm sure is gonna be a doozy.
2: I, I'm excited for the jet lag episode. That
1: makes one of us. Very nice. I
2: need I need something to do while I'm driving three hours home to stay awake.
1: If any of you have questions for real forever, hit us up on Twitter uh, at Bushwitch Break or Orion Mead, or you can always leave a five star question on iTunes, and we'll always respond to that there. Anything else you want to talk about before we get out here on our three year anniversary? How weird it is.
2: Um, do you think there will be a year four?
1: I think. This is—I think about this sometimes. Like, how will this end, right? So, <laughs> like, how, how are we actually going to end this thing? Because
2: well, I think it's simple: six seasons in a movie.
1: Right. I was thinking the movie is really where we end because we got—we're halfway home. We do three more seasons, right? Then one of us—something def- definitely bad happens to one of us. I don't know. It's—it's going to be
2: three. You think three years? We're going to Europe in ten days. <laughs> Like, I'm, I I can't stress this enough. I am not convinced all six of us are coming home.
1: I'm No, I've already counted, like, the people who are probably gone. I'm going to make it, but everyone else, I'm not really sure.
2: I think you're going to make it. I think our friend Mike Spath is going to make it.
1: I think everyone else is a question mark.
2: I I think Jeff
1: will make it. See? Question mark. You did it yourself. Um,
2: uh, but Aaron, myself, and Boston Mike, I couldn't be less confident in no, any of us. We're
1: all done. Um... I think uh, the time will come where you and I will eventually our, like that. Our hate for each other is so strong now. Um, and it'll just come to this point where it's just like unbearable. Like, well, di- didn't Mike and Mike do this thing where they did the show every single day. And then av- as soon as they were off air, they fucking hate each other. <laughs>
2: Well, like uh, that, but at the same time, I feel like Mike and Mike didn't work because they pretended to like each other. You and I are pretty open about our feelings for each other.
1: Yeah, Yeah. no, you literally spent this morning. I woke, I woke up, and it was just you complaining to me about me. I
2: was like, "What?" I wasn't even complaining to you about you. I was complaining to you about something you did.
1: That's correct. You were like, "I can't believe you did this," and I was like, "I, I just woke up." I had a great be, weekend. But, uh, and Again,
2: to be to be fair, you just need to get on my schedule because I had been a, at work for five hours. I'm when that so sorry started.
1: that I wasn't up at 4 a.m. I don't. That's know. on
2: you. That's not on me. Get I, on my life, Jesus.
1: So yeah, we're pretty open about that. Yeah. So,
2: I I I don't I don't know how this ends. I really don't. Like, think about it, man. How 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 would a normal thing like this end if if one of us settles down and has a family?
1: No, I don't think that ends it. I, it's It's got to be tragic. It, it's the only way this goes down. It's got to be really sad and fucked up. Because I can't think of another way. Like, if we had a family or whatever, I'm sure, like, you know, we were like, listen, I got to do this. This stupid, would, be, stupid, this would then podcast. become the
2: outlet, is yeah, what you're it's like, saying? Yeah, like,
1: I got to stupid podcast. Like, come on. I got to get a parent corner then and do all that shit. But uh, it's got to be some sort of tragic way. Or it's got to be, like, some sort of job that, like, stops us from doing it. I can't think of anything else. Because I think about all the time when – um. When fantasy focus, the baseball episode ended. I was like at work, and they didn't announce they were ending. And at the end of the episode, they were like, "Okay, this is the last episode ever." And like, I teared up a little bit. And I was like, "What?" Because they were like a big part of my like baseball fantasy family, and it was just like so out of nowhere. And that's how we have to do it too. So, guys, this is the last episode
2: (laughs) of all time. those guys, you guys aren't lucky enough for that shit. Yeah, sorry, I'm not
1: gonna
2: be here. Well, that my next question is. I know there's no way I would do a podcast if something happened to you mm-hmm. purely out of laziness no I
1: wouldn't do it if you were gone
2: you, you don't think
1: no I think um I think I would do another one I wouldn't do it with the Rangers um, I really like talking about the the overwatch team which I did with Sean for a little bit that was fun we got a couple couple hundred views um, but the, it's hard to do that during the off season. it's really tough like with mm. the Rangers it's like there's a lot of coverage there's beat writers and there's some news you can go with it but I didn't really want to do it during the offseason. I think that would be something I would do, but that's kind of just for fun. Um, this I like see as like a real work passion project for us, and it's come a long way. I don't think I couldn't do it without you. What the hell would I do? Oh. Yeah, like we I think one of the reasons we work so well is because we're so different. Yeah, we couldn't <laughs> be
2: more we could not be more different.
1: Yeah, like we're so fucking different. And uh, it's some of the things I hate about you the most is why the show is so good there you go so uh I, I i just
2: i just straight fucking hate you so I know, there's, there's yeah. a difference between I was, us you you're you're meticulous about it where you pick certain things and i'm just like no fuck, right no yeah i it.
1: like I, I know the exact things i hate about you um down to it that's T. deep man that's yeah. deep i know I, I appreciate that i really i think about you a lot <laughs> <laughs> so so uh that's really where I, I was actually talking to somebody else the other day and I was like, this makes me so angry about Greg, but it's why it's so fucking good. And so it's what I, what I like about it. So there you go.
2: Interesting. Interesting. Uh, you're a fucking sociopath. That's really all I can do. <laughs> oh
1: God. Write me a letter at least.
2: <laughs> 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 uh, I love you. It's, it's right. been well, a couple years. Three, yeah. three fucking years, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Un- thanks everyone for
1: listening. Uh, any questions? You know where to find us? Come see us on January 12th. If you're in Europe and you want to see us, I think we might see somebody over there. Mace might be coming out, so that'd be cool.
2: Well, we're, see- we're, definitely we're going to a game Ray. with our buddy Ray. We're definitely
1: seeing Ray. And, uh, sorry for all the people that aren't Patreon subscribers. We just name drop all these people all the time. Uh, they are our buds, so I know you have no idea what we're talking about. That's another thing I wanted to mention real quick. Um, and then I really hope we get some of these surprises that we have coming for you guys that we have in the works still. Um, and I'm assuming in January is when some of those things will pick up, so... Stay tuned. If you have anything you guys want us to be doing, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're doing a lot. And uh, sweaters are coming. Hopefully, hopefully shipping those out this week for those, those who got them. All right. Love you guys. Anything else, Greg?
2: Uh, just as always, we're not experts. So don't get angry at us when we say something and you take it as gospel.
1: Yeah, we're blogger boys. Except we're not.
2: We're not even blogger boys. We're literally – why did this podcast start? Ryan decided there weren't any good Ranger podcasts out there for his liking. So he called me up one day and said, You want to talk hockey? And I said, Yeah, I'm not doing anything for 20 minutes. Yeah. And that's literally how this podcast started. It's literally the
1: whole story. You've heard it before. Um now there's like two and a half. So that's cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going. Bye. <laughs>
0: Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at SandySpringBank.com. Member FDIC.